Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, everybody? Couple plugs up top. We're going on tour March 1st, 3rd, and 6th. The Feds Can Fuck Off Tour. We are going to be in Berkeley, Sacramento, and San Diego, California. If you live anywhere near those places, go on to our Instagram, get your tickets. It's a great stocking stuffer. Stuff it in your sock. (laughs) Stocking. Stuff it around. Stuff your socking. Stuff your socking with our tickets. If you haven't seen our live show, you're in for a real treat because we have amazing guests. We have giveaways. We play games. It's just an all-around good time. When we took our show to the San Francisco uh, Sketch Fest, we had a proposal on stage. What up, Allie and her boo? Yeah. Um, it's, It's just the most fun. So yeah, come see us live. Yes, come. Come, <laughs> please. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to be announcing more dates in the new year. These are the three, the first three dates of the Feds Can Fuck Off comedy tour. Get them. Hey, Ready to start the show? Yep. Okay, I'm going to swipe this way. Okay. Oh, yes. I, I wanted to start the show because I just visited Newfoundland and I brought back a treat to share with you. Have you ever heard of these, Mike? I've never heard of them and I've never seen them. If you're on our YouTube at Weed and Grub, you'll be able to see them. If you're just listening, this is a new kind of Cheez-It or uh-huh. Cheeto But I've never had. Yeah, I had completely forgotten about these. And I was in Newfoundland with some friends who uh, bought like giant bags of them. And we just snacked on these the whole time. They are. I'm so excited for you to try them. It says zero preservatives, which I can't really quite believe, but um, they're cheesies. They're made with real cheddar cheese. They're a classic Canadian cheese corn chip snack. Here, try one. I have to try this. Stop buzzing. Can you hear that um, fridge on the um, microphone, Alex? No. Okay. Great. Thanks, producer Alex. Okay. Wow. Look at that. Uh That's my favorite. As far as like chip shapes go, it's strong. This is a strong chip shape. I love like a club. Like Mm -hmm. I want a caveman club when I'm eating a chip. So here we go. All right. To start the show. I'm just gonna crunch into everyone's ears. Mmm. Isn't it amazing? Better than a cheese it Hell yeah. Or not cheese. I keep saying cheese it Better than a Cheeto. Mm-hmm. The shape is good. The cheese dispersion is good. Yeah. That powerful powder. One, one more. <laughs> These are awesome. Are they fucking delicious? Much, what's the price point on a cheesy? I don't know. Like, how much does a bag of chips cost in uh, Four bucks. Two, two, Eight bucks. Two seventy nine. I don't know. Inflation's wow, crazy. Wow, these are good. I know. It's crazy to go to Canada right now with the U.S. dollar where it is because it's like everything's just 25% off because <laughs> the Canadian dollar right now is around 75 cents to the American dollar. So it felt like everything was inexpensive. Mm. It's not if you live in Canada and you're living and working in the Canadian dollar. But good time to travel to uh, Canada. Hot wow. tip. Nice. Great yeah. share. Thank you. You're welcome. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. <laughs> I feel so much better having a chip in my system. Welcome oh. to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And cheesy. Che- cheesy cheesy chips. snacks. <laughs> Ooh, snacks today. Mm-hmm. Especially snacks today. We got a real snack barn burner for everybody. <laughs> I'm yep. so... I, I actually... um haven't eaten yet today because I was saving myself for this episode. Because you knew that I would be bringing some grub to yes, share. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> just first, real quick up top, I think you have something to get out of the way, Mike. Do I have to? Yes, you owe everyone a gross out apology. We got emails about, I got an. I got a double email about your scab situation. Why do I have to re- retract what I believe? 
I'm against I'm against apologizing as a comedian. You should never have to apologize for who you are. Yeah, you're going to double down on that. I'm going to double down. Mm -hmm. And I eat my boogers. Oh, my God. Okay. So for those who don't know. And my eye crust. No, you do not eat your eye crust. And my fingernails. Please, Jesus, God. If you say you eat your earwax, I'm leaving. And I'll nibble on my earwax. No. Uh, Is any of this true? No. Okay. But it, it's better than me apologizing for eating my scabs to regenerate my own body. I'm not going to apologize for who I am. People I refuse. Peter upset. Tuesdays at Noon has put in too much work on this goddamn human being yes. for me to apologize for who I am. Okay. I'm not doing it. I don't care if you call me a vampire astronaut. That's right. Broad. <laughs> we heard you. I passed that message on to Mike. <laughs> I don't care if you were eating a tomato and I ruined your appetite. Yeah. I mean, people got in touch. People got in touch to let us know that they almost threw up when they heard it and yeah. they were mad about it. So... Are you sorry? No. Oh, my God. I refuse. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> On Mike's behalf, let me apologize to our Weed and Grub listenership that he is an imperfect miracle of a human who is also disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that feels true. Yeah. <laughs> That's, okay. Yeah, we can head down that route. Great. Yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way up top. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also told you I was going to apologize. Yeah, I know. But misleading. An imperfect miracle of a human being who is a disgusting, misleading man. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. What did you call me before? A sneaky Jew? Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know you didn't. Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to set fires at the end of the year. Are your spicy meatball. Burn it all down. What do you have going on? It's the holidays. You're always a little, we know now at this point, I've known you yeah. long enough, the holidays roll around and we have to make a pact with each other yeah, we to do. take extra care. We do. Right? We and have to be like super everyone, kind to each other. Yeah. I feel yeah. like everyone needs this reminder around the holidays. Take extra, extra, extra good care of yourself and take extra care of the people who are your chosen family who are going to get you through the shit with your your blood family yeah right absolutely like i really yeah. like I, I am you know i am sorry to everybody for like grossing everyone out i i, it, so I do eat my scabs but i am also ah, so sorry please okay no Jesus. i didn't oh i didn't mean it like that but i really am like i don't want anyone to not enjoy this pod and that's yeah. that's why we do this is to have a good time <laughs> and you know share love and make buds and do all those things so I, I i do apologize um if i ruined anyone's meals or minds um do you would you this is a little crass but uh, can i use the term that peter used with me the generational term to describe how i feel over the holidays yeah absolutely okay because it can be a little touchy okay but um so peter tuesdays at noon if you're just a new listener or anything that's my therapist on zoom on tuesdays at noon so kind of right before we record this and i was telling him last last week about how the holidays are so stressful i always do my best everyone's always doing their best but it doesn't mean that it's any easier mm. for uh, i think i'm not alone in this you're not alone in this producer alex and like none of us are alone in how stressful it is mm. and peter said it's generational herpes Wow. It's it's going to be there for the rest of your life. It's going to flare up when it flares up. You can either accept it and deal with it and move on, or you can beat the shit out of yourself and be real freaking angry and like let that generational flare up take control, or you can just acknowledge it, accept it, and keep moving a bit. Wow. And I've thought a lot about that, especially this month, generational herpes. It's like, you got it. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, acknowledge it. Acknowledge that this is a flared up time, and you need to take extra care. And let me add a word: a, a generational emotional herpes. 
Great. I think to clarify. Helpful. Make it even more specific. Thank you. I think so. You don't actually have herpes no. from your family. And I like um exactly. No. And <laughs> well, the rabbi who did give me a circumcision, oh, you know, gave, gave me a little suck on my little bloody kid dick. Oh and... God, this podcast is just taking some real weird left turns lately with Sorry. The grossness. I'm, no, no. I know. It's but, okay. You know, there was there actually, was that guy. There was that guy. He was mm-hmm. the the guy in New York. Yes. Yeah, he was a rabbi. Did give some children some herpes when he used his mouth to staunch the flow of blood from the circumcision. Mm-hmm. And now Gandhi's kissing kids. What's going on? Gandhi, what? Who was kissing kids recently with his Gandhi? tongue? Buddha. What? The Dalai Lama. Oh my God. Okay, moving on. Let's. I'm not <laughs> even touching it because there's. I don't even want to get near that. Yeah. Whatever that was. You just tried to hand me some kind of weird landmine. I'm not touching it. I'm not. No. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Um. So yes, to <laughs> me right now, family has that generational flare up, and um, okay. and I think the that putting a term to it and then being able to acknowledge it. And then that being able to like then process it Mm. is the most helpful thing in my entire existence because I get so fucking weird over the holidays and I'm so sick of that cycle that to have a term that I can like put to the feeling has, has, has helped immensely. So maybe that's helpful for other people out there. I think it's so important to be able to identify something so that you can understand it better. Like it's it's just so helpful. I mean, that's the the, the scientific world too, right? You ne- need to like classify and categorize and name things in order to know more about them. Yeah. Just like that with your emotions. So emotional herpes is, I think, super, super, super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And also, um, when we had Ashley Manta on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, the canisexual, who uh, who has like really blown up in the business of like using sex and drugs and combining everything to have a fruitful life she yeah. did a whole thing at the um um at the psychedelic conference mm-hmm. about like um consent and conversation and she touched on stds too and she mm-hmm. was like the more we talk about these things whether it's weed stds um mushrooms yeah. talking about it will break that stigma demystifying demystifying so important and i do think like a lot of uh stds and things like that are still very taboo even though they shouldn't be considering their prevalence and like we're all human beings doing the best we can so yep. like even me saying like generational emotional i had i felt like i had to um yes. put a disclaimer on it for some weird reason for sure you know excellent point as well yeah, yeah. there is no shame in yeah any of it any of it any of it any I like of this it so much okay so yeah very cool so i'm sorry everyone <laughs> i'm spicy <laughs> spicy meatball i'm feeling weird mm-hmm. uh thank you for the chips it's a flare-up it's a flare-up i'm having a flare-up okay. right now Got uh, you. on the bright side i want to shout out my new friends travis kelsey and taylor swift oh uh, let's hear it because you know i woke up after telling my extra swift joke and travis kelsey had faved my instagram joke which I means that he might have showed it. it to taylor they might have looked at it in bed together over Sunday brunch, you know, with the newspaper. Do you think I was one of her birthday gifts? What? Do you think because she just had her 34th birthday and it was a it was a huge New York affair, do you think that like maybe they were all at the table eating dinner and Travis was like, I got you one more thing. Uh, and then he like handed her his phone this, and she watched my joke. Amazing joke is a birthday gift. As a birthday gift. If you think of it as a birthday gift to her, I think that's pretty nice. Also, she got dunked on by Gen Z because she had milk bar cake. 
Did you see that? No, but I love Milk Bar. Yeah. She had a fucking Milk Bar cake for her birthday and all the Gen Z were like, it's so fucking tired. Oh my God. <laughs> it's such a millennial move to have a Milk Bar cake for your birthday. Gen Z are assholes. <laughs> they, I love them. I love that they make no apologies. I love that they're fucking pissed off and they're loud about it. I love that they have no no norms. Like they're just like breaking every fucking barrier with everything they do with fashion and art and politics and gender expression and everything. I love them, but they're also assholes. I'll tell you what. There's something very funny <laughs> about um, uh, millennials and baby boomers being like Gen Z is ruining the housing economy. Gen Z is ruining like diamond rings for weddings. No one's getting married. No one's having sex. No one's having kids. And Gen Z is like your birthday cake sucks. It sucks a big one. Yeah, you have a side part and you look dumb. <laughs> like what <laughs> is happening? Like, I mean, they don't give up. Fuck. The world is ending and they're just like, what are we inheriting? We don't care. Burn it all down. Then what it's am I going to get my cousin for their birthday if not a milk bar cake? Because for me, that's a that's like a go to special cake that I get for someone I care about. So what do you get them? How old is your cousin? Um, whatever Gen Z is. Okay. They're young. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. What's, I don't know. What's a what's a what's probably an like okay a, cake? Probably like a bag of Twinkies or something, honestly. No, that's preservatives and um nuclear. I don't think they care. I don't think Gen Z is especially healthy. I don't think Gen Z is anything like this whole millennial like goop fucking wellness lifestyle. I think they're truly like it doesn't matter give me all of the nonsense i think you think so yeah i don't know so i can't agree i mean or i don't know i don't know anyone alex do you know anyone gen zers producer alex yeah who how old is a gen z person if you're in gen z what kind of birthday cake is acceptable can we give you a right bag of twinkies <laughs> yeah what would you want if i got you a milk bar cake you'd be happy i'd be totally happy i would i honestly if i were to choose any kind of anything that i could have for my birthday it would probably be like key lime pie you yeah know? alex will you look up gen z birthday cake acceptable on the internet see if we can <laughs> get to the bottom of this cake debacle i just yeah they were they were all dunking on taylor taylor can't uh can't catch a break with uh the kids i, I guess i hate the we have to find something to dunk on someone for on their birthday she literally created the middle class like she saved she saved the economy. She's everything. She's everything. She's everything everywhere all so at once. So if if the if if the only thing we can come at her for is her birthday cake, mm -hmm. then you're pretty untouchable in my book. Yeah. How dare She's you? She's an astonishing person. Yeah, she yeah. is. I I've had I I've just been watching the conversation about her with such interest because I think my can I just say what I love about her so much, just as my little feminist sandwich making heart loves about her, yeah, is that she's reopened the conversation about women in the workplace and you know feminism in a way that's sort of transcending. You know, there's that whole lean in girl boss era that happened with feminism that was really harmful. Well, bossy pants like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, they kind of ushered in this like. Well, type of Sheryl Sandberg, who's a Facebook executive, published Lean In, and then there was also that whole era of girl bossing. Yeah, which was you that's know, Bossy Pants was Tina Fey's book and stuff. Is what but I was that's thinking a comedy of. memoir. Uh huh. <laughs> but she represents more than comedy. No, no, for sure she does. But I guess what I was trying to say is like there was just this era of ship that was about like you just need to work fucking harder as a woman in order to. I see. You know, get what uh, our our slice of the pie, and that's just all we have to do is just understand that you need to you need to lean in was mm -hmm. the whole thing, and I think that was really um, a harmful piece of what was tr you know happening at the time with feminism and advancing women's rights, and it also turned into this whole era of like 
the, the the ongoing backlash with the conversation around women's rights and stuff where like people were just really hating feminists and feminism because they're like, you know, it's angry and it's strident and it's loud and it's brash and it's women being bitches in the workplace or whatever. And Taylor Swift, I think, has reopened the conversation just simply by being who she is and standing in her like, she's like, here's what I did. Here's my art. I re-recorded all of the shit that fucking Scooter Braun basically That's stole right. from me. I re-owned the narrative with Kanye West being a dick not once but twice and trying to take down my career with the fucking the Grammys moment and also the I made that bitch famous video. And like, also when he has the edited um his side of the phone call exactly like yeah. she's just sort of taken it all back and she's owned it and she's now talking like i'm seeing her interviewed about um just what it means to be a woman in music and people asking her about like you know what how do you see it uh like what is the difference and she's like well you know when um a man does something he's called um I can't, what was it she said? Sorry, I'm not going to get this right. But she was like, the, the difference in language around a man doing something and a woman doing something. And she's just being really clear about it. And she's like, you know, as a woman, if you do something, you're called calculating. If, if as a man, you do the same thing, you're called strategic. Just listen to the way we talk about women in the workplace and women in the world and arts. Like the, the same behavior for a man and a woman are described using different terms. And for a woman, it's very much more like machinations and manipulative and calculating and all this kind of stuff. Whereas a man is just like powerful and strategic and, you know, uh, whatever it is. And sure. so I just really love the way that she's redefining um, the conversation around feminism because she's just like, let's just look at the game. Yeah. Let's look at the game. She's so good at seeing it and just laying it out and being like, we need to talk about it in a new way and rethink it because we're not going to put the feminist genie back into the bottle. Right. We're not going to go back to the gender norms that a lot of these alpha bros really want women to go back to. But we do need to redefine the conversation because right now we're having a hard time moving it forward because a lot of it is just like anger. It's a fatberg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is a universal fatberg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And nobody would be like, um, Dave Matthews had a funfetti cake on his 56th <laughs> birthday. I would dunk on him for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, Dave Matthews. What a weird. The only thing I ever think of with Dave Matthews is that goddamn Chicago bus situation. The poor motherfucker. I know. Because I let really. Me wait, let me try it again. Okay. Um, Taylor, Taylor Swift dragged for milk bar cake for 34th birthday. Mm -hmm. um, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. <laughs> Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray bludgeoned loses, in the. Loses out with a red velvet. <laughs> what a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Sugar Ray? I'm panicking thinking of white lead singers, male white lead oh, singers. Okay. Excellent. That's a, yeah. Because I don't know many. Yeah, same. Dave Matthews and Sugar Ray. I mean, those are both Fred excellent Durst. examples. Fred Durst. And, uh, and Corey Taylor. And Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah. Does he count? Justin? No, yeah. he's done. He's through. He's over. Yeah, super canceled. Super canceled. He, Good. He's quiet. Fuck that guy. Um, Justin, nobody would come for Justin Bieber's carrot cake. Oh, Justin Bieber wouldn't be cool enough to have a carrot cake. Justin Bieber probably wants like pudding or something. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been clocked for a pudding guy. You think he just has a bowl of pudding on his Yeah, birthday? I think Justin Bieber has a bowl of butterscotch pudding like a baby. <laughs> The candle's slowly sinking yeah. as he's trying to blow it he has, out. He has like one of those big candles, you know, that just says like 21 and it's just huge. I don't even know how old that kid is. but Justin Bieber with a butterscotch pudding. pudding. Yeah, that's, I'm going, I'm going with it. 
<laughs> we got there. Okay. Oh God, that's fun. That's um, a lot of fun. You were. What is all this weed on the table in front of us? I want to know Man. about all of these amazing weed products. Also, yeah. we still have the cheesies up. Do we have other things to look at? Um, I can't even remember. Yeah, actually, oh, here we go. Let's talk about Placerville real quick. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, there we go. Oh, this thing is so slow. Okay, the TV is Mercury is so in retrograde right now. Everything's just like. Did you see what Matt Rife when he was on that other man's podcast? Any excuse to bring up Matt Rife? He Matt him? Rife. So he has a joke where he's like, "Really?" No, he doesn't. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> also, he looks like a fucking goldfish. Anyone who thinks Matt Rife is good looking is insane. He's amazing looking. He's not amazing looking. He, he looks, is. Look at him next to a picture of a goldfish. He's, even producer Alex is like, "Yeah, he's amazing looking." He looks like a goldfish. You mm -hmm. think goldfish are hot? If they look like Rife. Ugh, he's disgusting. Hey, I will not, I can't hate on that dude's chiseled. Ugh, it's all fake. Diamond anyway, jaw. Okay, he has a joke. Sorry. Regardless, he has a joke. Um, It's something about like, uh, he, it, the punchline is Rings of Jupiter. Oh, yes. And then he was just on a podcast. I wish I could remember the dude's name. Mm -hmm. uh, Penn Bagley? Bagley? Penn Bagley? Mm -hmm. Penn Bagley? Mm -hmm. Penn Bagley. And he was on Penn Begley's pod. I think it's Badgley. I knew you couldn't resist correcting <laughs> couldn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I made a joke earlier about February 31st. And you're like, you know, there's only 28 days. You didn't make a joke. It wasn't a joke. You were just talking about the dates that you were going on tour. And you were like, I think, or no, you got sh new shows. New shows at the Comedy Store. New shows at the Comedy Store. And you were like telling me the dates. And you were like, and then there's one on February 30th. And you then knew. I saw your cheeks go big as yeah. you tried to keep in the My correctness and your eyes got tiny and your blood boiled red. And then you were like, there's only 28 days. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't resist. Yeah. I couldn't. Anyway. So horrifying. Matt Reif was on Peen Bagley's podcast. Peen Bagley? Peen Bagley. Peen Begley's podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, Matt Reif's take was like, you're telling me the moon affects me like it's a billion trillion miles away. You're telling me uh, the universe affects me. Oh it's all bullshit. Like, don't tell me astrology this. Like, it's just like not in my wheelhouse. And then Penge Bedgley goes, actually, it's in your second house. And then yeah, like clap back Penge. and was like, and then there was all these women on TikTok who were like, wait a minute, you're telling me that the moon has mastery over the tides? But it's in the on Earth, but it's not going to affect you. And then there's all these stitches of him saying um, how the universe doesn't affect anything, and it's nonsense, and it's empty. And then everyone, from scientists to people wanting to add their voice, are like stitching it with facts about how the universe is all connected. Because he's a basic bitch and also an idiot. Like <laughs> double whammy. You're stupid. You look like a goldfish, and you're not funny. Go away. Also, he got into beef with a kid about that. Did you hear about the... No. The, so he said his joke about like, you know, why girls are into astrology, you know, Jupiter rings, whatever the fucking joke was. And this influencer whose name is... Um, Oh, crap. I can't remember her name, but I actually looked up her TikTok and she's, you know, pretty big deal. And she has a kid who's super, super into science. And she posted her kid saying, actually, it's Saturn that has the rings and you're mean to women. <laughs> and he's just like a six year old oh, or seven year old, a super cute kid, science nerd. And she just posted that very cute, funny little stitch response. And then Matt Rife goes after him and is like, yeah, well, Santa Claus isn't real. And your mom is buying all your presents from the money she makes on OnlyFans. Okay. And then she was like... Uh, Okay, this is a child, and also fuck off. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's just showing him. It's like the second that he came out with his, you know, this special with his fucking DV 
quote unquote joke and is like trying to disavow the women who got him the fucking comedy special in the first place as his audience base. Like he, the the layers are just streaming off him. Like yeah. he's just revealing himself daily. Like he talked about that woman's pussy being an Audi. Right pussy and she put him on blast for it you know he's like beefing with children about science he's like it's gross it's pretty well bad person for his birthday if justin bieber is having a bowl of pudding with big 21 candles (laughs) matt rife like jello with whipped cream with cool whip on top exactly some Mm -hmm. pineapple jello with some cool whip is what you get matt you fucking loser I really don't like that Who's guy. Who's the spicy one? Did you get I possessed just, by a bit of glazer at this well, one? Just, Holy cow. <laughs> well, I just I think when it's when it's very specifically men being terrible about women, I will I will drill down into how much I hate that. It was funny on our walk and talk the other day when you were like, I am fully radicalized mm-hmm. and I go, Oh, you mean you want rights? for women yeah. and you're like yes but that's radicalized these days and i was like that's interesting i think well you know yeah I, I, and in 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 life like right now i'm having a great time making these sandwich videos and people are you know encouraging me mm-hmm. and supporting me and some people are like dming me to say you're saying some of the things that i can't say that i wish i would keep going and so i think like that's been very sort of um encouraging and also i'm just feeling like fully in this part of my life where i really can say all of the things all the way out loud because i really don't have anything to lose like i don't have anyone that i'm worried is going to fire me i'm not worried that i'm going to upset a family member like i can fully just stand in this sort of like truly righteous (laughs) i think truly righteous it feels righteous indignation of what the fuck is going on with misogyny in the world and sexism and how it's on the rise especially in our country with the like rollback of reproductive rights and all that shit so like yeah i i am fully radicalized and i am a hell of a spicy meatball about it i know we're gonna get to your sandwiches soon yeah Mind if I shout out Placerville and some dispensaries? <laughs> yeah, real we got quick? way off on our Matt Rife tangent. Why did we even talk about him? Because this is because this is our pod, and yeah. this is what it's always do been. We want. We can do what we want. Okay, carry on. Sorry, okay. maybe we need to sample some of these weed products and just chill the fuck out. Would you like to chill out, yes, Mary Jane? Yes, I would Jane? like to chill out, Mike. My God, what are you going to give me that's going to chill me out? Oh, all the way off, Mike. Oh, are you looking for? We forgot a lighter. Dang it. Oh, behind. You said behind. So as I do this, mm-hmm. this I just headlined this weekend in Placerville, which is a um, place uh, near Sacramento, near the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. But it's really singular and unique and really cool. And I want to shout out the two dispensaries that had me up there, uh, owned by the same people, Kelly and Summer. One is called Sacred Roots, and the other one is called Pure Life. And they treated me so well. Their entire staff is so kind. Shout out to May, who we've both met, mm-hmm. for bringing me up there and getting me that gig. Uh, the shows were fantastic. Thank you all for coming out. Congratulations. Pure Life is the first dispensary in Placerville. And they got raided. Mm. And they tr- and the cops tried to shake them down. The local police came in, guns drawn, guns to the face of bud tenders, wow. arrested everybody, did a search and seizure, which we've talked about on here a million times, how like they'll just take your money and your money will disappear if you're found guilty. And that's the end of that. Um, they tried to arrest Summer, but she was with their five-month-old at the time. Everyone's in jail, tons of felony charges. And then they were like, and now show us your books. We know you're, you know, hiding cash under the table, big 
big like dodging the IRS, selling drugs illegally, and you're creating a gray market here while you're trying to seem like upstanding citizens with a dispensary. And they're like, here's our books. Mm-hmm. Here's our money. Mm-hmm. Here's our sign in sheet. Here's our licenses. Oh God. Cut to 15 months of court. By the, by by the end of it, they were like selling out the um the uh, court stands where people were coming to to support to support. Amazing. And um the whole uh town of Placerville like rallied behind them. Wow. And at the end of 15 months, all charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. They got not only their uh dispensary back, pure life, but also everything that was searched and seized. Mm-hmm. They had to the cops had to pay interest on it. So like Hell yes. Right? So it's like they took like say $4,000 from the safe. And at the end of it, they had to pay like six percent interest uh, per month wow. on that and stuff like that. So the so the whole thing was a racket and a shakedown that didn't work out. And then the community came out in such full support that they opened up Sacred Roots, which is their second location. And um, they did a ribbon cutting. The sheriff was there. The mayor was there. That's and so awesome. now the entire place. When I visited both of them. Um, there was a woman in there with a with an oxygen tank and the nose thing to get oxygen, and there was a young dude with spacers. And the place was so busy coming in and out, dabs, edibles, and so I got to perform at their holiday party. They hooked me up with all this beautiful product. Uh, check that out, a little gelato. Thank you, sativa blueberry dream pre roll, mm-hmm. and I, I I'm just so thankful that um, not only is the cannabis community growing and growing. But when I see a dispensary that is doing everything above board and hiring people that have been there for 12 years, I met some bud tenders who have been there for all 12 years. Like they got that job. They love that job Mm -hmm. and they're growing and growing and growing, but they do everything above board. The community support is incredible. And, um, you know, I, there, the, the idea of the government trying to come in and shake you down and kick you out and be like, not here, not now. And then being like, actually the demand is high and we are doing everything exactly right. Mm -hmm. As we continue to talk about like the extinction event that feels like it is this cannabis industry, there are really great people who are doing it the right way and they're having big success at it. And I, I need those stories in my life. Yeah, absolutely. We need the success stories. That's fantastic. Well, this is delicious. I'm going to pass it over. Thank you. Pass. So um, that's great. And like, it looks like they hooked you up. You've got an assortment of deliciousness here on the table. There's edibles. What is this? Some dabs? Yeah. Some concentrates. Hell yes. Some terp sugar. Uh, I'm stoked. I've never tried Himalaya. I'm excited to throw it in the proxy and see what's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like Placerville is a really interesting place. It's um, like I got to see. It's like a gold rush town, It's a right? gold rush town. Thank you. Yeah. I got to see like mine shafts that were used. Whoa. During the gold rush to um, to like make make wealth, but the the the, the trip of it is that they also like got um, they really I, I'm I'm not going to be able to pronounce the native um, the natives who are on that land I'm not going to be able to pronounce their name properly, mm-hmm. but you know they got displaced and probably murdered and probably decimated right. for that gold rush yeah. and. There's also a lot of acknowledgement in Placerville of that. And there's a lot of people who are trying to like work on the harm caused by the 1800s and make up for it today in ways that hopefully isn't too little too late because we're acknowledging and working to change those things. So I I really appreciated that community. And um, I really appreciated like, you know, being invited up there to help celebrate not only some great weed and great dispensaries and great people, but the holidays. That's so awesome. And you did multiple shows, right? Yeah. 
that's fantastic. And you were saying that you got, there was some like weirdo that got kicked out of one of your shows. Yo, that was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how it is when you do like, I don't know how you guys handle hecklers. I can't, I just, I've watched experts shut them down and I've watched some comedians just get totally hosed by someone who just won't stop fucking with them. So it's it's such a delicate dance. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt for that guy. He was, he was, you're, I used to be a lot funnier before I met you, Mary Jane. Now I have empathy. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, now, now that I have empathy, I'm like, oh, I kind of feel for the guy. I actually don't think you were funnier before you met me. I think you've gotten much funnier since you met me. You think so? Yeah, I think I'm directly responsible for you doing well in your comedy career. You're not joking either. No, I'm not. I absolutely think you've gotten funnier since you met me. Why? Because you're because of exactly what you're saying. Because you've de- you've developed as a person, and you're willing to share more of that development on stage to sort of like investigate your own experience as a human, and that's very funny because you do it in a great way, and you talk about your mental health and your, you know, experiences with psychedelics and tapping in, and you know, like all of the things that you talk about and all the jokes that you're telling that are doing so fucking well are directly because of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yo. <laughs> I'm kidding about that part. But I do think that I've really watched your comedy career blossom and it is because you're sharing more about yourself. And I don't think that's because of me, but it has happened since you've known me. So you can draw the correlation. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I love that you go from pre-joint feminist burn mm-hmm. it all down to now like, and I'm funnier and I'm smarter and you're welcome. <laughs> ha. Huh. I mean, weed is great for everything. Weed is great. I'm okay right now. I just, uh, the only other thing I wanted to say about Placerville as a whole. Wait, wait, wait. We can't, we can't move on from that. I, I don't actually want to leave you thinking that I really think that I'm, are we good? Oh my gosh. Cause yes. I feel like this is something that you could like definitely nail me with in a month. And you'd be like, and that one time that you said on the podcast that you were responsible for whatever. Oh, I'm doing better at that now too. Okay. I'm not carrying around as many arrows so you that I can shoot them through people's you. hearts anymore. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing good. Was it okay? I think it was very funny. Okay, good. I mean, I am mad that you got a really good joke off and I had <laughs> no tag for it. That is bothering me because I was racing to come up with my own joke at that moment and I didn't have anything. So, but that's a me problem. Wow. I wasn't I wasn't funny enough in that moment. Guys, yeah. what's going on? Hey, I'm just saying, you're you're bringing all the heat. Whew. So, I appreciate it. I think you're right too. I know you're right. Um, but we don't need to keep talking about it. Uh, like I just th- needed to make sure that you're not going to nail me in like 3 weeks time with some like moment where you're I we didn't address something in the moment. I'm just trying to do it on pod so everyone can hear and I have proof <laughs> <laughs> that you're good. <laughs> I'm so good. Okay, good. I'm so good. Thank you. But I'm good. Mm-hmm. The, I think uh the other thing about Placerville and I don't know what it is with these goddamn towns is every do ghosts not know where else to haunt except hotels? Because why is every hotel ghost central? I got in there. They put me up in this place called the Carry House right across from the venue. And they're like, oh, the haunted hotel. And I'm like, what is it with hotels and ghosts? Why is that where they lurk? Uh, I don't know. I truly I don't. I mean, it's just, it feels like they're just thick with rife with um, mm. ghosts because there's so many souls pass through there. And also, I think a lot of people check into hotels to end their lives or watch honestly. a Matt Rife special or watch a Matt Rife special which is the same thing <laughs> basically if you ever find me watching a Matt Rife special know that I'm about to take myself out <laughs> yo yo that, that would be a bad yo. fucking sign so. yo <laughs> I couldn't believe it 
I, as soon as I got in there, I'm like, another goddamn ghost hotel. Did you see any? I, I didn't. I was very open to it. Did you feel any? One night I got pretty drunk. Okay. And so the joke was they could have like been spinning me around and trying to wake me and spook me. And they're like, nothing's waking this guy up. Because <laughs> I was like. Would you be open to ghost sex? Having sex with a ghost? Mm -hmm. Then I could see if they're faking their orgasm or not finally and know what's the truth. Because of the ectoplasm? Yeah. So you'd be able to see it going through or not. You're like, you're not fooling me. Uh -huh. You're just being louder. <laughs> oh, because you'd be able to see their little ghost innards like contracting. Contracting and having an orgasm. Mm -hmm. That's the only, that's why I'd want to have sex with a ghost so that women will quit faking their orgasms with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, but that's, a, I'm, it's not their fault. They're just like, you know what I'm saying? You, you say that women are faking their orgasms with you? I have to assume, a, I have to assume a good percentage have before. I think women uh, fake orgasms. Ugh, yeah, unfortunately. You That's, know what I mean? That is absolutely true. Yeah, I'm not saying Sometimes it as a bad like, thing. I'm not coming for it. Over with. Yeah, like, exactly. Let me just pretend like, uh, uh, oh, okay. oh my God. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. Uh, new Thanks. Top Chef is on in eight minutes. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. I really can't wait to go to sleep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But with a ghost, yeah. you'd be able to see it and be like, ah, ah, ah. Yep. You're not done yet. You're not done yet. I had a friend who um, really told a very, very compelling and convincing story about having sex with a ghost. I truly believed her. Whoa. I don't really believe in ghosts so much, but whatever happened to her was something very real to her. And I believed that she was not making it up. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Mm -hmm. I've seen enough ghosts. I've had enough weird dreams. I've had enough things. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. If I had sex with a ghost, would it be inside me? Well, if it was what if it would the ghost be inside you? Yeah, depending like, on what kind of sex you're having. Wait, okay, two questions. <laughs> because I mean, you're getting pegged by this ghost. No, well, let's say I'm getting pegged by a ghost. Mm -hmm. They are like transparent, and you can go through them and stuff. So, wouldn't the right. ghost be inside you for the sex? Because you wouldn't be able to like every time you thrust it or you if you were on top whatever it is you'd go through each other you'd go through each other the whole time right, right? so it would almost have to possess you to uh, have sex with you but so then but then you're just basically jacking off with a ghost inside you okay yeah i can see that you know what that i'm saying feels like that would be ghost sex is that a ghost takes over your body and then you jerk off and you come because the ghost was inside you and the ghost comes out of your as you're come okay yes and then if you actually can Feel the ghost and you're having sex with it. That's not a ghost. That's a demon. And that's you need to demon. get away from it. Yes. Demons are solid and ghosts are not. Okay. So next time I wake up having sex with something that I can feel and see, I should call the local priest. Yes. Because that's a demon. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. A succubus. An yeah. incubus. Yeah. Which is which? I think the succubus is the female version and the incubus is the male, right? Yes. <laughs> Couldn't care less. <laughs> Why not? so interesting god you're so weird the things that interest you and don't interest you will never fail to baffle well me. incubus has to be the men because that's the band right so succubus is the women have you ever seen <laughs> ghostbusters no i've never seen ghostbusters is it good <laughs> dan Aykroyd gets sucked off by a ghost in it does he i don't remember that mm -hmm. In the I library. just had a fucking Ghostbusters moment. I should pull it up on my Instagram story, actually, because I woke up with some crazy crud, like, cold thing, and I sounded exactly like um, there is no Dana, only Zool, that moment. So yes. I put it on my Instagram story, and people were like, what is wrong with you? Because I <laughs> truly sounded like a demon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So to clarify, mm -hmm. for you to have sex with a ghost, it has to go inside you and almost possess you. Got it. A demon would be on the outside, probably pegging you. Got it. 
Is that fat? Is that where we're at now? Is that fat? Is, is that, that a fact? fact? Is that a fact now? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Weed and grub fact. <laughs> Ghosts are inside. Demons are outside. Fucking facts. Cool. Yeah. Um. Can I? Can I do one? Uh. One bummer thing, but I feel obligated to do it. Oh, yes. Is that okay? And then sure. we can just move the fuck on because mm -hmm. it ends with celebration. Sure. So Placerville and the community, especially the weed community and cannabis community there, fucking supportive, happy. People working hard, loving weed, rolling great blunts. Shout out Jerome. Like, nice. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but also I want to shout out the cam the cannabis community here in LA and beyond who um, saw my post about Urban Leaf not paying me the money that they owed me for months. And so me saying, don't shop there. And all of you came through, you were sharing that story, you were commenting, and it happened immediately on my Instagram. And that was the, um, that was the uh, impetus? Uh, impetus for them to incubus? immediately, that was the incubus. Mm -hmm. And then the incubus by calling me and saying, can you please take that post down? We got you tomorrow. And um, that we talked about it. I archived it, woke up the next day. There was a direct deposit in my fucking account from them. But it took me posting it on Instagram to get it done. And it also took the strength of this cannabis community and everyone seeing the support that came out so that, you know, it made me feel really cared about, which I really appreciate. It also got me paid, which is the exact right thing. And it also told me that the more times that we can hold people and places accountable in the public forum, it shouldn't be nasty. It shouldn't be rumor mill. But when it's something like business, mm -hmm. I really appreciate how everyone came out and supported because I don't think I would normally make a choice like that. I would keep sure. everything in the background and yes. underground because I think that that would be the right thing to do. And I rolled the dice and did what I felt was like a new type of thing. And it fucking worked. And it means the world to me that all y'all came out for that. So thank you. That's cool. I, I saw the post. I was in Newfoundland when it went up and I was like, whoa, that's very unlike Mike. And it also, I just knew the story behind it. And I was like, this feels like a last resort sort of situation, like not a go-to move at all. Exactly. And then I saw it go away and I wondered what had happened. So that's interesting to know. They just jumped right on and they were like, whoops, sorry. Yep. Our bad. Yeah. Let's direct deposit you the thousands of dollars we've owed you for months. For months. And also, I think like, Wild. wow, I think, I, well, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I don't need, I don't need to badger the witness. Yeah. Uh, badger which the witness. doesn't fit into pin this. Badgley the witness. I don't need to pin Bidgley the witless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So right on. Shout out, shout out the whole fucking Shout out the cannon community. community and yeah. the people who had your back. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, I'm so glad to hear it. I'm glad you got paid because now you can buy me Christmas presents. I got you one. You did? Two, three. Thank I, I God. Got, I, I was going to say one. You. Nowhere near enough, Mike. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know me. I'm a fancy bitch. I know you are. But I got you three presents so far. But I'm thinking. Yeah, so far. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thinking a five is the is the move. Five. Okay. Five gifts. Five is okay. Yeah. How many gifts do you want? <laughs> a pile. A pile? Yes. I don't even know you well. I know you so well, well you and I don't know. know so well. I don't know you well enough to even think of a pile of gifts. You could give me a pile of gifts easily. You think so? Sure. Try it. Keel free sample. No uh, free. Eye oh, cream wait. free sample. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, truly, I will take anything. Moisturizer free sample. Also, like cool dead things, books, candles, jewelry, food related items, weed related items. 
I need a new bath mat. Um, you know, I got a list. I, my family always exchanged a Christmas list every year. My dad, I think, was the one who started the tradition. And a couple of months, generally kind of like early October, he would send it out. And it was called his list de Noel, his Christmas list. And it would just say, you know, the things he wanted. And then we would all exchange it. And you, it's like, it's nice to have. If that that's is a nice tradition to have. Because you don't have to guess so much. Were socks and underwear on his list? No, but um, always a bottle of port and uh, Jordan almonds, sugared almonds. Oh, oh, what interesting tastes your father had. Yes. Jordan a... almonds and port. Yeah. It was very English wow. sort of, yeah. Okay. Yep. And my sister always wanted um, candles and books and jewelry. And I always wanted, and we all like dead things. We yeah. were always a big hit. You know? I always just wanted Mad Dog 4040 and some planters peanuts. Okay. Like, you know. I can do that for you. Yeah. I'm not going to give you peanuts, but. Yeah. Um. I can give you some Trader trail mix or something. No, yeah. pistachios. I'll just cook for you. I'm just going to cook for you over the holiday. I'm going to have you over. I'm going to make a nice, maybe I'll make my chicken pot pie for you. Please you know, do. I'll have a little tree. We can exchange some gifts. It's going to be very nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, please do. I will. Okay. I um I wanted to actually talk more about food, but can we do the news real quick? Oh, yeah. Um, The Grubla Gazette. Well, I'm really excited. You know this is happening. The Grubla Gazette this week is presented by It's the Mayo for Me because I made a sandwich about this and I thought it should also be our news because it's about weed. So hang on here. Which one is for you? Well, you do that. I'm going to shout out you. Scent Air. Oh, uh, yeah. Use code GRUB for yeah, an I actual think, sponsor 25 percent off um also um if if you know if you don't know producer mark who runs petty cash studios here uh with producer alex who was with us today they also bought the place next door and turned it into a comedy room yes. and i came to this show on saturday night and you can hotbox that room and they set up the scent air in there and they bought a couple of uh uh scents themselves pine and something else i can't remember Maybe the cannabis neutralizer and and it neutralized so that all you could smell in there, even though everybody was smoking tons of weed, was the scent air and the lovely smell of pine during a great comedy show. Fantastic. So if you want to help yourself to a scent air and use code GRUB for 25% off, do it. It'll make your house smell good. It'll mm -hmm. make, if you have kids, it's a great way for you to like smoke in your bedroom before going to bed. Also, I was going to say kids are stinky. Right. But like, you know, where like you can you if you want to like get high before bed, mm -hmm. but not have your kids be like, what's that smell? Get a Centair. Got it. You know what I'm saying? These are all good tips. Yeah. And also, I think if you go to Centair.com, they've got um, a holiday sale going on with like their winter collection and stuff. So you can get that sale going and also use our code for an extra. I got you one for Christmas. On. A Centair? Yeah. It Okay. This one. I, oh, great. I yeah. I was gonna say they they already sent us centers, Mike. I have and I wrapped yours before. Oh, I'm gonna because they delivered them to us. So thoughtful. And so I'm wrapping yours. This is great. <laughs> Damn, I'm so excited to open it. <laughs> okay, the Grubble Gazette. Yeah. Tear into this sandwich, please, because this is the sandwich that I made to talk about this story. I made a meatloaf sandwich. It's a oh, spicy, shit. garlicky meatloaf. Oh shit! It's a recipe from the New York Times cooking app. One of my faves. And um, this sandwich is the spicy garlicky meatloaf. Wait, thumbnail. Yeah. Um, spicy garlicky meatloaf made on sliced sourdough with truffle, mayo, and Dijon mustard. And just a little tomato with... Um, uh, oh, yeah, that's it. This is so good. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that's the sandwich and the story... Wait, hold on. Okay. You want to talk about the sandwich? Thank you for talking about it. This meatloaf is... 
banging. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of the meatloaf is the crispy outside, mm -hmm. the caramelized ketchupy outside. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what what's in here, but it's like really moist. Maybe some onion and something green. So the recipe is um, mm. minced scallions, garlic, jalapeno, and sage <coughs> mixed with um. You need some water. Mixed with um. <coughs> <laughs> Panko breadcrumbs. It's and a so little... good. A ghost possessed me and is trying to eat it. <coughs> <laughs> oh no, Mike! I'm so sorry. You're ch choking on my meatloaf. <laughs> Don't die. Matt Rife's like, oh, that's another name for an Audi. Uh, um, I would challenge that guy to a head-to-head -head fucking comedy off, and I bet I could beat him. He's not funny at all. Damn. Yeah. Well, this meatloaf's great. <laughs> Alex, you want to try this shit? The name of this episode is Matt Rife is a fucking loser. Mm. Oh, yeah. Here, have a half. My, producer Alex, get into that. Yeah, you can. What kind of meat is it? It is um, ground pork and ground beef. And like I said, it's a, this, um, minced. Yes. Thank you. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you for enjoying my Sammy. I heard meatloaf and I'm like. Yes. No, this is rad. Thank you. Wait, what is it? Garlic aioli? Truffle mayonnaise. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not strong at all. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the minced aromatics, I think I've said them four times now, but garlic, scallions, jalapeno, and sage, pork and beef, panko breadcrumbs, a little bit of chicken bouillon, um, egg, and then you bake that, and then the glaze is just tomato paste with um, olive oil, whisked together, and then baked for another 15 minutes. And it was supposed to have pine nuts on it, but pine nuts cost $1 million. Yeah, they do. I couldn't afford them. I truly was at Whole Foods 365 and I was buying all this nice stuff for myself. I bought a bag of pistachios and I bought like some labna and just a bunch of treats where I was like, mm, I'm going to make delicious things for myself this holiday week. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll make that meatloaf and I'll, oh yeah, I should get the pine nuts. $18. What? $18 for a bag of pine nuts. I, I was like, I can't have coffee and this. I cannot afford both. <laughs> and I know which one I need yeah. to be functional. And it's not pine nuts. So. It is not pine nuts. Mm -mm. Yo, why? that's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's not good enough for that to be the price. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like pine nuts and cashmere. Come on. Who <laughs> <laughs> can afford it? Crazy. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's what I'm getting you. I'm going to propose one day. With pine nuts? With pine nuts. I'm going to be like, baby girl, I knew you needed a diamond ring, but honestly, this is worth way more. Put I would it say yes. <laughs> and that's how you would get me. Yeah, with a pine nut ring? With a pine nut ring. I'd be like, holy shit. Yes, I will. Forever and ever. I do. Um, oh, you toast them during the ceremony? Mm-hmm. Right? You're wearing pine nut rings and you both like toast it a little bit so yeah. that- And then you get the mortar and pestle and you grind them all together and you make pesto. And feed each other pesto is Although, like breaking the glass for yeah. ceremony. Yes, exactly. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I would be down. Great sandwich. Thank you. That meatloaf sandwich was in honor of this story, which I've read reported in a few places, but the main place that I'd like to direct people to, to know more about it and about everything that's going on in this country with reproductive rights is Jessica Valenti's Abortion Every Day substack. You can subscribe. I'm a paid subscriber, but you can also read, I think, almost all of it for free. And she is just an incredible journalist. And she is just going to the mat every day to bring us news about all of these things that are happening around the country about pregnancy and abortion and 
all sorts of stuff. And so she had reported this story that is also just kind of blown up right now. And it's actually blowing up. My TikTok sandwich about this is blowing up as we speak um, because the story is so outrageous. I forgot Noodle was in here. <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? Studio dog shifting. Um, the story is so outrageous. There's a 27-year-old woman in Oklahoma who is being prosecuted prosecutors prosecutors have hit her with felony child neglect charges for using medical marijuana even though she has a medical marijuana license on her doctor's recommendation during her pregnancy it was suggested that she use edibles and topicals she's now being charged with felony child neglect because she used this during her pregnancy and even though doctors and lawyers and everyone are saying that was a legal it's just like any other medication this is medication that she was using at her doctor's recommendation. The prosecutors, the um, uh, the Comanche County District Attorney has said that um, it's illegal, the felony child neglect charges because her fetus did not possess a medical marijuana license. This is actually happening. There are many, many cases where women are being prosecuted for um, weed use during pregnancy. And there's, it's, it's not about the wellness of the women. It's not about the health of the children. This is a war on women from the fucking GOP trying to control women's bodies. And that is one of the cases that's going on right now that is uh, getting headlines because there is a, a nonprofit called Pregnancy Justice that is going to bat for her to try and get the charges dropped because right. she could face life in prison. For using medical marijuana while pregnant with legally. a doctor's recommendation, fucking legally, because the reason given is that the fetus didn't have a medical marijuana card. That's so, unbelievable. Why is that getting all the way to the court? Because it's the the DA, the Comanche County District Attorney, is the one prosecuting her. Why is it getting? Why is it happening? Why is it even being? Um, considered yeah. Yeah. to be because the GOP is wildly insane i guess okay, yeah like it just that's such a like like that's the kind of thing that feels like a rumor in high school like that that do you know what i mean like it right. shouldn't make its way into like yeah it feels insane but it is insane and these are the things that they're doing and it's so crazy because they're talking about you know it's like to protect women and children and all this kind of stuff the the reason we know that it has nothing to do with protecting women and children is because we can see what you're doing for instance in texas there was this case of kate cox who was just recently denied an abortion she had a fetus that had an abnormality that meant that wasn't going to survive and that the ensuing the continuing pregnancy would endanger her life and she's a mom with two little kids and she was like okay, I'm going to go to the court to have a right to have an abortion in Texas because the abortion ban is so crazy there. She went to court. A judge ruled that she could have this abortion at 20 weeks with this fetus, which was not going to survive. And then Ken Paxton, who's the attorney general of Texas, went to court to get that stopped. She was forced to leave Texas for this abortion, even though there was no way this child was going to survive. So that story has been in the news. You've probably seen it reported. Kate Cox huge crazy story it's all about protecting the women but at the same time there was a woman who was a prison guard she was seven months pregnant she was refused um leave to go to the hospital when she started experiencing contractions on the job because the job dictated that you couldn't leave until your replacement showed up so she had to wait hours and hours and hours and when she arrived at the hospital her baby was born stillborn and texas uh lawmakers are fighting her charge that it was their responsibility that she had this stillborn baby so it's like they're playing both sides. It's like the fetus has rights and is a person if it's in the interest of controlling a woman. Mm. But if it's the, in the interest of giving a woman reparations or money, that fetus is not a person. 
Like we can fucking see what you're doing. We can see all of it. We can see the fact that this woman being prosecuted, child welfare workers found her home to be stable, safe, and loving for this child. There was the no, edible woman. The edibles woman. There was no danger of this child. Like th there was no danger posed to this child by this woman's medical marijuana use. They're using it to control women. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. And that, one of my favorite comments on the the sandwich video was um, our friend Rachel Burkhans. She was like. So does that mean that if you're pregnant that your fetus has to get a license to drive too? Oh, I love that. That's like, a good parallel. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Or that, like every time a doctor prescribes a pregnant woman any kind of medication that he has to also prescribe it to the fetus. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's so fucking honestly, crazy. you know, the fetus should get arrested. Right. Arrest the fetus for illegal use. Well, this is the fucking problem. <laughs> like, right, exactly. Like, Do you know what I'm saying? It's actually like, like she is actually the accomplice, right, <laughs> to the the fetus that should be in prison for life. The, starting at starting at um, fertilization, it should be in prison. Starting at fertilization, because that's, exactly. that's life, and that's the fucking problem is that they're right. trying to confer personhood onto fetuses, mm -hmm. and you know it. Yeah, it's all part and parcel of the whole big nasty state. Also, arrest mess. the fetus for tax evasion. That's right. I know. Can I claim my fetus on my taxes? Or, yeah. Right. Is that a dependent? It Am I allowed be, to? Yeah. If you don't, you're actually going to jail. Right. Wow. What an insane, not unreasonable unfurling of this news story, though. Oklahoma. All of that is like, I think, in the pl in the sandbox of what we're talking about. All those things. It can't be either or. It's got to be like, is this or is it not? Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 50. Thank God I have weed. Can I see that lighter? Oh, I don't know. Holy smokes. Damn it. Um, I think you have it. I thought I had it. Here's another one. Thank you. I um, this is I need weed for this conversation. We do need weed for all of these conversations around everything that's going on in this country. And you know, I'm so glad to have this podcast with you to have these fun conversations. And I'm so glad that people tune in and listen to us ramble because we're really going to need this place to unpack a lot of shit in the next year. Mm. You know, I hope that this will be a place for people to come as like a little lily pad amongst all. But of we the won't insanity. do this on tour. No, God, no. So buy our, tickets to that in March. Our show is just comedy. Yeah. It's not us talking about politics. Okay, I just want to clarify that because I want to sell out. There will be no sandwiches, no misogyny sandwich talk <laughs> on stage. I will be in a potato costume <laughs> doing one-liners about fucking how Russell Crowe was a potato. Like, Great. Yeah. Cool. But that I am. I was just going to say, I'm glad that we'll have this podcast as a little lily pad for ourselves and for our friends to come and hang out with us as everything continues to descend into madness because it's an election year and we know it's not going to get better um, next year. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So, I mean, I think that your sandwiches are making a, an impact, Thank although you. it's like it's it's smaller than passing a bill. It's sure. A, <laughs> It's making an impact. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am having a great time doing it, and it's my absolute passion. And I really like um, the engaging with people in conversation about things. Sometimes the conversations are um, spicy, and sometimes they're you know supported and encouraging. It's just interesting. It's fucking interesting. There was some data recently that I um, glanced at, but didn't really read, that said that like um, actually, let me take that again. Okay. Taking that kid away from that woman, mm -hmm. if she did get prosecuted, mm -hmm. would do 10 times more harm to yes. both of their lives. Mm -hmm. It's like not about the welfare of the mother or the child. Right. Like, I, I know some kids who have been adopted, and we've had some real fucking 2 a.m. conversations about, like, not knowing your mom. My cousin was adopted. Mm -hmm. um, 
has a, found her birth parents, has mm-hmm. a good relationship with them now, but like being taken away from your family is a real fucking harmful thing. Yeah. And the idea that her legally using edibles at her doctor's at her doctor's recommendation could destroy a family system that seems. That seems so horrific. It is fucking horrific. So if you fuck a Republican, that's a demon. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Fuck yes. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) Wow. That's fantastic. Um, Merry Christmas, everyone. I... Also have an unrelated but also news-related story, moving on from the sandwich story, mm-hmm. that I just wanted to um, quickly touch on. Is that okay? Yeah, please. Do we need to bask in the glory of your joke? For I just feel real good about it. I know. <laughs> yeah. I feel good, too. It's really nice when that warm glow of weed, when a joke hits, yeah. suffuses your whole body. Yeah. There's nothing like it, man. I took a sip of water. I was like, ooh, I got to fucking hydrate after you that get one. get up and walk around? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what was the other news story, Mary Jane? So I'm part of a uh, Facebook group that is just keeping an eye on county and city regulations and cannabis in California, and it's great. It's a closed group, so I don't want to put anyone on blast for this conversation, But um, so I won't say any names, but I saw a post that said RIP Lowell Farms, and I just wanted to share a little bit of the tea from it. Oh, okay. So Lowell Farms, for those of you who don't know, is a huge cannabis brand that was one of like the kind of original regulated cannabis brands here in California and they made a big splash with a lot of money and like this whole origin story that was like about a farmer I don't even really remember but like everyone was kind of mad at them because the origin story turned out to be made up by their founders yeah it was mudslinging in the PR forum between companies who were trying to just like come for and take down the competition so yeah. somebody came for Lil Farms and was like actually they're they made it up they made it all up and everyone's like what I can't believe you made it up you lied da, da, da. and it was like okay this is this is how I feel about like Gavin Newsom running news articles about Hunter Biden right now. Like right. it's all just like these inner politics PR stunts. It's crazy. Yeah. But they were um, great to us. They were one of our early sponsors. They had great parties. They gave away great swag. I loved they they had one of the first pre-roll packages that I ever saw that I re- like. I just thought their whole like sustainable packaging. I and we met a- Libby through them. Libby's the shit. Yes. Yeah, so Libby Dolan is the shit. Shout out Libby wherever you are. Fucking she's the best. And we met um, and interviewed like one of the growers and. You know, I I do think that they were legitimately an awesome cannabis company. They also opened the OG Lowell Cannabis Cafe, um, you know, as the first of its kind in L.A. Um, And they're gone. R.I.P. Lowell. Wow. So they've been in trouble for a long time, as all big regulated cannabis companies have been and are. Like, and they're having to do backdoor deals to, like, just keep the lights on by selling shit on the, you know, legacy market. We all know that's happening. So I don't know what exactly happened with Lowell, but here's a little bit of tea. Um... R.I.P. Lowell Farms, and someone's like, you always have the mad drops. And the next person says, you won't catch me crying about it. And uh, he said, uh, I knew they were done when they sold their processing facility to their creditors and then spent 100 k on a booth at Bottle Rock the next week. It's that kind of stupid, which ensures they never had a chance. It's crazy because their products are really good, but they couldn't pull it together. And then someone else says, um, I thought they were done when they got caught putting free market weed into metric. The second year, I didn't know about that, but the Department of Cannabis let them back in after that. Anyway, someone um, was like, really, what happened? And the the person who posted this said, they signed possibly the worst lease in the history of agriculture and couldn't pay it. They charge $15 on an eighth for greenhouse, so they have to sell it all in bulk for a loss instead. 
They have a giant and useless executive staff, which gets paid way too much and only seems to make things worse. They took all their good selling products off the market. It's more like what didn't happen. So a perfect storm of terribleness, and it sounds like they're donezo. Wow. <clears throat> and I don't think it's been actually reported yet, but it seems like this person had some good, good reputable sources. I will be keeping a track of that because like for every they had terrible CEOs, I'm like, well, what's the business part? Like, right. what are we talking about? So that the part about the deal that they made, that's interesting. I, I, like I'll they... have to do a bit more of a deep dive into that because selling at a loss, we talk about that every episode on here from the farmer to the like, you know, small business to, I guess, a massive business like Lowell. Mm -hmm. from, it all is getting fucking decimated by price gouging. Yeah, it's crazy. It says the lease on the property is really what makes it unworkable. So I guess they must have just signed some crazy deal with their cultivation operation and they couldn't keep it up. Wow. And then a bunch of people are dancing on their grave in the comments. I hate that shit. I know. Come I on. know, but... You know, I hate sometimes that. because they they really came in, and I think it's a lot of the smaller farmers who were like, "Fuck those guys," you know. Okay, well, I'll, I'd much rather. I don't know. I I don't I don't like that a lot. I don't okay. really fuck with that kind of like. I don't like shit talking in the comments mm -hmm. about like someone losing a someone business? losing a business. Yeah, I feel that. You know what I mean? I do. I don't fuck with that. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I want facts. I'm not about that life. Sure. I hear you. Don't be mad at me about it. Well, I just think like, well, maybe I'm being a hypocrite because when I just talked about Urban Leaf, yeah, I think you're fucking with me, all the time. Yeah. and then the community coming for me. So why does this make me uncomfortable? I have no idea. I think it's because, okay, here's what I think it is. Okay. I think if if you own a small business, we own a small business. This mm -hmm. is a small business. Yeah, we do own a small business. We have an accountant. Shout out Jeff. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. He's the best. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. And so because of that and us growing a small business, I think we hold people accountable. And I think that when we talk shit about somebody like Matt Reif, it is from a place of like, yeah, what are you doing, dude? And then we can talk shit about it. But when you have a business and it collapses, then there's these all these other small businesses underneath it taking more pot shots at it. I don't really fuck with that because I feel like that is the opportunity to be like, dang, sorry to hear that. But if you come over to our dispensary for today only, we'll be doing 25% off outdoor sure. sun grown from these small farms because we've got to do something to keep supporting this business. Like, yeah. there's a better move than being like, ha ha. And I don't really like the fucking Simpsons bully, ha ha, of that kind. That make that's how that makes me feel. Okay. You know. Hard. Yeah. I appreciate that. I want everyone to like make a bunch of money, but I think to talk a bunch of mad shit and dance on each other's grave isn't the way to do it. Right. And it, well, I think also what I see in it, and maybe and tell me if this resonates with you, but um, I heard myself about to say that word and then I rolled my eyes before I even said it. Mm -hmm. But um, this Wordle is, won't even put it out there. Resonate? Yeah. <laughs> so it's the perfect example of industry versus community or movement, right? Like when you're talking about just like the money and the collapse of this business and then people celebrating that, like it's, it, it's so far away from the values of the cannabis community and the movement. That's what it is. It feels like it's not aligned with the good kind community spirit that we know to be the heart 
of weed. And seems like no it got us pretty weed. far before yeah. it needed to change yeah. and, and evolve. And it's like, oh, so regulated weed is just now like soulless and a bunch of people tearing each other down and you have to like go back to the traditional community to actually find the the heart. Yeah. So maybe it's not that to say too. the streets weren't soulless and tearing each other down and sure. there wasn't warfare there every fucking day either. Absolutely. It's not like uh, the only good weed is illegal weed. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes it is. Yeah, I'm sure. But there's, you know, there's plenty of goodness in, you know, regulated and unregulated, but it does feel like this does feel a little soulless. I feel, yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, I don't know. I guess mm, I'll have to talk with Peter about it. <laughs> Coming are, at you, Peter, Tuesdays yeah. at noon. Get ready. Next big, Tuesday. Some big questions. Day after Christmas. We're talking about why I like some things and why I don't like others. Yeah. <laughs> let's figure it out. God 2024. Damn. I mean, okay. Well, this goes into my I'm over it this week. Yeah, let's do it. Because my over it this week is uh, is tombstones. Over it. Yeah, I'm over tombstones. Okay. So when I was in Placerville, they have a um cemetery for all of the miners not little kids but gold miners okay some of which were probably little kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh they died without anyone knowing them so it's an unmarked grave cemetery oh wow and that was horrifying to me hmm. the idea of like no one knowing who you are but knowing you're a body so we'll throw a piece of wood and a number on you Mm-hmm. is so freaking messed up. And so I think I'm over tombstones. Mm. And what I would think it'd be a good idea is you put an electrical grid through the cemetery and then you can have waterproof holographic projectors of the person or of a thing. You could do like a reel of pictures if you wanted. You could do a boomerang of them dancing and shift it up every month. And there's no reason we can't have that instead of unmarked graves and big, stupid, ostensive tombstones that let hologram me when i die hologram me. i no notes perfect yes, right exactly right yes why don't we have that we should a million percent how have fun that. would it be to walk through hollywood forever cemetery and just have like marilyn monroe like <laughs> pushing her skirt down having fun sitting there maybe she's just eating an apple because that's what she wants to do that day yeah that's how she wanted to be remembered mm-hmm. i love that if yeah for my dad's he would be fly fishing there it is. You know, you when you go visit him and put flowers and a little peach on his grave, and uh-huh. he's sitting there fly fishing, and you can actually talk to him from the bi- from the beyond while he's casting a reel. I think that's a beautiful idea, Mike. No notes. Thank okay. you. Okay, let's let's make this happen. Yeah, holographic headstones. Holographic you heard it here. headstones. Fuck yes, let's patent this. Okay. We got NapsackUSA.com. <laughs> we can buy holographichedstones.com right now. I'm telling you, jump on that URL. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and then like to get into the pricing, because I've thought of it, you okay. know, you it, there's different prices for different types of um, visuals. Okay. I mean, shoot, if if it was me and you wanted to play Ace Ventura Pet Detective on loop 24 hours a day, 365, that'd probably cost a lot, but I think it's worth it because that's my favorite movie. Uh-huh. So, you know, maybe for the first year you pay the premium to have <laughs> Ace Ventura played. I also, just thinking about the tiers of the different levels of holographic headstones, you just made me think of like, you know, those laser lights that you can buy at Walmart for like... 1995 that are just like the spray of light on the house that i love them they're They're awesome so you could have just like that basic like just like a a 20 dollar laser situation that would maybe just like flash glazer you know all the way up to the lake no wonder okay so one thing is we do have to put a cap on size of hologram yes because some howard hughes elon musk motherfucker is going to be like oh i just do a laser light show in the middle of the cemetery (laughs) every night and planes are crashing (laughs) 
exactly. <laughs> okay. Like the, yeah, exactly. So there's like the 1995 laser light show all the way up to the like, who who was, they've brought a bunch of people out in hologram. Didn't they do prints recently? Yes. They've done like a bunch of, you know. Tupac? Like the all, yes, all the way up to that level of like craziness, which would be, I don't know, $100,000 or something. 100%. I love this. Pretty fun. Okay. Also, hey, not to get too dark, but the reason I put up my very viral treat, tweet from 2014 about tombstones very viral. is because uh, this dog right here, a uh, real sweet guy, passed away. Um, oh. I was walking him one day when I took this picture. Um, Lucky is his name. Shout out to Leonora Pitts. And uh, it also made me think about... Um, animal holograms and how fucking lovely oh, that would be yeah. right how lovely would that be for I'd your love pets to have a bow a bow hologram would be the shit he would just be licking his ripping lips. a bird yeah he, you go visit it and the hologram is him ripping a bird's head off with his mouth yeah just licking his chops hell yeah uh, that would be great yeah i miss him biting me <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. sweet. He bit me so hard he drew blood like two weeks before he died. I was a monster. <laughs> you know he got those extra two weeks from your sweet, sweet cells. Yeah. He just totally stem celled himself for an extra couple weeks. He did. I'm lis I'm listening to a Stephen King book right now called Holly. Mm. And it's about um 80-year-old cannibals who eat the brains of young people to stay young and oh. like continue to live forever. And the catch is it's working for them. Oh. And so it, it's really, it's really great. But yeah, so he sucked your blood and got an extra two weeks of juice out of it. <laughs> this is new. This is a new Stephen King book. Yeah, it's called Holly. It's great. Wow. I'm so excited. I didn't I love Stephen King. Yeah. Have you read all of his stuff? Uh, I've read all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have too. Probably twice. Yeah. Some of them three times, actually. Me too. You too? Mm -hmm. mm. Which one's your favorite? I'll say um, mine at the same time. Go ahead. The Stand. Whoops. On writing. His oh. book about how to write. D great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Stand. Yeah. The yeah. Stand is great. The Shining is also great. Red Skeleton that. Crew is also great. Loved Skeleton Running Crew. Running Man is also great. Holly, so good. Mm -hmm. Did you read Insomnia? Yeah. And I read Thinner. Okay. And Cujo. Right. Carrie? It. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both of those I read. Uh, I also read... Um, it is a phenomenal book, but it, I don't know if it holds up so well. I've read a lot of his short stories. Oh, yeah. A lot of underground stuff you probably haven't heard of. Mm -hmm. um, like Mrs. Todd's Shortcut, that kind of shit. Ah, you have read that Deep one. cut. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Love <Fuck>. Stephen King. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm also really still enjoying that Naomi Alderman book, The Future, which I think you've finished since I we have. talked. I can't wait to talk with you about it when you're done. Mm -hmm. It's not fair, though, because I'm audio listening and you're sitting down to read. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. Whenever you're done with that, I can't wait to talk with you about it. Okay. Next couple of days. Yeah. Um, well, that was a great over it. What, do we have a creamed corner? We do. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, what do you have? So bum, many bum, treats bum, on this podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Oh my god! Bum, 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 this is a whole production. Bum, 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 bum. No. So Mary Jane, you know how I found my favorite sandwich I've ever had in Placerville. Yes. It is my number one sandwich. I took a bite. It's a smoked oyster sandwich. It's on our YouTube right now with pepper, bacon, cucumbers, uh, spicy mayonnaise, and uh, I'm blanking on. Oh, and, and just like raw white onion to cut through the smokiness of the oyster with that astringent oh it's and perfect toasted brioche it's called timmy's brown bag my cream corner this week is timmy's brown bag and dun 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 okay he's dun, getting up he's walking over dun, i feel dun, like there's going to be something in this bag that i'm going to eat i'm so excited energy not energy but Area. Okay, clear the meatloaf energy. New sandwich energy coming in. New sandwich energy new, coming in. New sandwich energy. 
Jesus Christ. What's happening? Feel that heft. It's so heavy. Is it a burrito? Get in there. Okay. So I went and had this smoked oyster sandwich from Timmy's. I opened, I created a Yelp account to leave. We both brought sandwiches today? We both brought sandwiches today. Did you know that this was going to happen? No, I didn't. This is crazy. Those are both halves. I had my own halves last night. And then I saved that. Those are both halves of sandwiches. From Plasterville? From Plasterville. Uh, One of them is a Thanksgiving sandwich, and one of them is another one, depending. I think that's the Thanksgiving. Dude. Let me see. What? Okay, so that is the corned beef. Okay. I mean, come on. This is insane. This is this is a Christmas episode. This is a Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Okay, tell me, tell me about this. So this is my creamed corner. I ate mine on the drive back from Plasterville. Timmy's brown bag. Okay. Uh, let me find the um, menu. Can here. I bite into this, or do I need to wait for you to look it up? Um, if you want to wait a second, but I know you never will. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm getting better. Apple corned beef. Okay. Pickled blueberry slaw. Wow. Gouda, juicy fruity boba bubbles, sliced apple on ciabatta. There's boba in the sandwich. There's boba in it. I don't know. Now I'm not so excited. To That's, bite into it. I'm telling you, the okay. flavors are crazy Here for Timmy's go. brown bag. It's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do you see the boba kicking out of the side corner? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like raisins, kind of. Yeah, exactly. They serve the function of a raisin. Great read. So so accurate. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, I'm not against it. Sorry for the chewing in the microphone. I've never had corned beef before, so this was my first time trying it. I'm going to be real with you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like corned beef. Okay. I don't think it's my kind of meat. I'm really think, surprised you made it this long in life without having corned beef. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty suspicious of a lot of meats. Uh-huh. So, it's just such an Irish staple. Like if you ever went into like O'Malley's in Chicago, it'd be like corned beef special, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, so this one is, I really like all the flavors, but I just don't think I like corned beef as a whole, as a meat. Okay. So what do you think of the sandwich? I love corned beef. I grew up on corned beef. Um, I think it's an amazing sandwich. It is holding up. When did this come home with you? I know. That's the thing, right? You so got home yesterday. I got, when, when I left... So this would have been around three o'clock yesterday. So about 24 hours. This is a 24-hour-old sandwich. It holds up. You can't say that about most sandwiches. The bread is still delicious. Like, it really held up to the condiments. The mixture of all of the things, the slaw, it's pretty beautiful. It's an amazing composition. I cannot believe that it's this good 24 hours later. I can only imagine that, like, in the moment handed to you from the kitchen, it would be super fucking crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And... Another thing Timmy's Brown Bag does that I love is they sell everyone, we're going to give you the locals discount. Mm-hmm. And it's like 10% off whatever's on the menu. So that sandwich is like $14.95. Every sandwich is 15 bucks, mm-hmm. but they tell everybody, and we'll give you the local discount and take 10% off of That's that so for smart. everyone. Isn't that cool? And it made me feel so good. That's such like, a smart local. move. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, and so it's a family. It's a... It's a uh, dad, a son, and then a couple co-workers. The dad is awesome. I think he smokes a lot of weed. I think the son is awesome. He, he looks Anyone really who cool. makes these sandwiches. I met a guy named Squid Halloween. outside of there. Okay. We, he was also getting the corned beef, and he's in a band, and they are playing Dungeons and Dragons right now. Squid also smokes weed. Squid also smokes weed. He plays drums. <laughs> they're playing. Him and his bandmates are playing Dungeons and Dragons, and they're writing the soundtrack to their Dungeons and Dragons game as they play it. 
and then they go as a band and play the soundtrack for what they just did and that's their new album coming out that is the thanksgiving leftover sandwich jesus christ look at that bitch i'm excited and nervous and i'm gonna have to lie down after the podcast before we go alex i'm gonna need to take a nap okay okay the um the uh thanksgiving sandwich is (laughs) it's crazy it's the size of my head the haft is insane. Mustard and beer braised chicken, mashed okay. potatoes and gravy, cranberry orange horseradish marmalade, cut green bean slaw, fried onions, stovetop stuffing nuggets on Texas toast brioche. It, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know if you can even <laughs> see that. All of the layers. I don't see the green beans so much. And it's that's on actually, the bottom, bottom. Oh, bottom. that's actually the Turn part it that over. I'm most excited about is the green beans because, goddamn, I love green bean casserole. Okay, I just chicken nuggeted in my lap. Okay, there it is. I'm not going to do too much more manipulating of the salmon because it's falling apart. Um, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike, this is insane. Here we go. Mm-mm. Nope. No? Big no. I'm mad. Oh, no. Why are you mad? What is that? Because I don't want to have to up my sandwich game even more. <laughs> you love it. I thought I was doing so well with my meatloaf sandwich. That's, I did bring some heat today, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You got me back. I did get you back. A bit. But, I mean, you're you're You put edibles. me in my place. You put me right in my fucking place. My sandwiches aren't so fucking good. Here are some day-old sandwiches that exceed your sandwich by a million miles. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, and your viral video about edibles oh, and pregnancy. Meatloaf. Oh, did you make a little meatloaf sandwich um, online and it's doing well because the GOP is a problem? Yeah, you feeling proud of that? Mm. Well, fuck you. Here's a better sandwich than you'll ever make. <laughs> And that's my creamed corner. Wow. Amazing, dominant cream corner. I was so excited to bring these today. I was patting them while I was driving home. Oh, you yeah. Know what I mean? Talking I to like, them a yeah, little bit. Okay, we're almost there. Thank you so much for sharing and saving sandwich halves for me. That's such a big, cool deal. I really appreciate your sandwich generosity. Um, I am mad about how good they are. I do feel like I'm never going to ever get good enough to make a sandwich like this. I still want to go to Placerville and have the sandwich that's on the screen behind us, which is your smoked oyster BLT situation. Yeah. And congratulations to the people who make these sandwiches. Timmy's brown bag. You're winning. <laughs> Check out. I'll, I'll add their menu maybe to the uh, IG soon. Yeah. Just because every sandwich is pretty wacky and fun. Yeah. Oh, also. I'm covered in Hold on. Salmon. No, no, no. Mary oh, Jane. What, what, what? I need you to stop. Oh my God. Okay. I'm not going to wipe the sandwich grease off my fingers because you have brought ah, me. shit. Damn it. I don't even know what's happening. He's standing up. Oh. There. What? Okay. What are you doing? I thought I brought him and I forgot. They Sorry give you. Burping. They give you heavy duty napkin towels. Mm-hmm. Like what? With wipes? those sandwiches. No, but they're like double ply brawny. And they're generous with them because mm-hmm. they know what their sandwiches are. So they don't skimp on the napkin quality. Oh, either. that's important. Yeah. They give like a paper towel with their sandwiches and they give enough of them that you'll like use them and be thankful, which I think is so thoughtful mm-hmm. and so dialed in. They know their sandwiches and they know your fingers. I am blown away. Excuse me. I need to cough. <coughs> Sorry. 100%. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Butt of the week? Yeah. Let's do it. Can I go first, please? Yes. Okay. My butt of the week this week 
is straight up truly the cannabis community. Like, mm. I'm not freaking joking. Um, Y'all came through. We supported each other. The MJs were amazing. Um, putting Urban Leaf on Blast and having all of you care about it and Justice and me, amazing. Um, Placerville was unbelievable and the people there are tremendous. Like, every time we get to go somewhere, whether it's for this podcast or for stand-up or a weed event, wherever it is, like, I keep meeting more and more people who, like, are true to their word. Luna, like, Angela, all these people are true to their word. We have each other's back. We hold each other accountable. And um, as we wrap up this year, I just think, like, you know, the industry has been in a really tumultuous place, but the fucking heartbeat is there, and it's getting stronger. And I'm just really thankful to be the smallest part of it and... So my butt of the week this week is like everybody who fucks with it. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And uh, this is a great picture to choose for that as well because it's taken by our friend Reggie of us on stage of the MJs. And uh, that was Heck a really yeah. cool moment. Who's building the fucking psychedelic in, uh, family industry community. Yes. Reggie is amazing. center of that hub as well. Yeah. Awesome. Fantastic bud buds of the week. Yeah. Um, my butt of the week is Shaleen Title who is a drug policy activist. She uh, founded the Parabola Center, and she is just doing the most important work to hold people accountable as marijuana moves towards federal regulation. She's an incredible activist, and um, she is just constantly talking about the things that are going on behind the scenes that we're not able to see. And one of the big ones is that alcohol and tobacco companies are really moving behind the scenes to be the ones who dictate what the cannabis landscape will look like when it goes federally regulated and she has been sounding that alarm bell for a long time and she's just such a good follow to learn more about it so follow Shalene and her work at the Parabola Center for everything that you need to know in um, federal cannabis policy and activism she's fantastic she's also just really fun and cool and um I don't know. I always enjoy talking to her. She's always one of my first um, go-tos when I need to know anything about federal cannabis policy for like a Vox article or anything. Um, yeah, she's great. Shaleen is the coolest. That's so rad. Yeah. Great book of the week. Yeah. Heck of an ep before yeah. Christmas. Before Christmas. This one, the, I mean, Merry Christmas. The bounty, the sandwich bounty, the weed bounty. This was a real weed and grab episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I've, I'm stoned and I'm f so full. And you're going viral as we speak. And yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the best joke on this pod or uh, on this app. I mean, you really did. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Please follow all of Mike's comedy and go see him live if he's coming to a town near you because he's funny as fuck. And please get tickets to our tour. Yes. March 1st, 3rd, no, 3rd, 6th, 9th. More tour dates to third, come. 1st, 3rd, 6th. Penge Begley is going to be a guest in the new season. Can't mm -hmm. wait. Um, <laughs> and uh, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Leave likes, leave comments, leave reviews. Tell your buds. Anything else? Um, email us at wgweedandgrub.com for anyone that you want to see on the pod, topics you want us to address. I, we always love it when people reach out. We Actually, I had a couple of topics that I wanted to talk about this week, but they didn't just fit in some reader submissions. So maybe next week we'll get to them. Oh, um, let's do like a year-end wrap-up and yeah. like kind of like clear the cabinets <laughs> of everything mm. everything that we wanted to touch on. Excuse me. Yes, that would be amazing. Clear the Clear the chamber. Let's clear the chamber. Next week will be, uh, yeah, we'll do a clearing the chamber for the new year. Um, and um, as always, Mike, thank you for doing this podcast with me. I really look forward to it every week and I enjoy it so much. You're welcome. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>